0: Hey, hey, friends, welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. I really hope that you're enjoying this series on season four, which is teaching on the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. Today, I welcome special guest, Pastor Marcus Gill. We're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is prophecy. Does God still speak today like he did throughout the Bible? You know, what does scripture say about modern day prophecy? But of course, friends, there's nothing like a testimony. So we're going to share our own personal and powerful experiences when it comes to prophecy, when God uses us to be His mouthpiece, whether we are receiving or delivering a download from heaven. I'm honored and excited to welcome my next guest. Hey, Pastor Marcus. How are you?
1: Hey, Leah. I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. It's so good to have you on today.
1: This is awesome. And thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm certainly honored to be on here.
0: Oh, thanks. And it's so great to have a fellow podcaster on the show today. That's a first. (laughs) Before we get started, let's have some intros. Who is Pastor Marcus? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, sure thing. I'm Marcus Gill. I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and I preach the gospel all over the world, literally in person and via media, social media, television, radio. Uh, I have currently 11 books out. Wow. We air our television broadcasts all over the country on ABC, NBC, CW Networks, and... It has been a tremendous blessing to see how it is that the Lord is expanding our ministry and he's blessing our lives. I have a beautiful wife and two beautiful daughters, and uh, we are all just enjoying life and we are just anxiously, in a good way, looking forward to what's next in our lives. And I'm so honored that God allows me to be able to serve him at this capacity.
0: <laughs> wow. I'm just stuck on 11 books. I'm still in the process of writing my first book. <laughs> so of your 11 books, which one would you say is your favorite?
1: Ooh, you know what? My most recent one It's called The Glory to Prosper. I'm giving divine insight on how it is that God wants to use us to prove that his prospering power is real. Yeah, this book is going crazy.
0: Yes, Lord, prosper us for your glory and your kingdom. I'm really excited to talk with you today about prophecy. You know, as we both know, this is really a faith game changer.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And just like all the other gifts of the Spirit, you know, people come from different religious backgrounds, you know. There are some people that don't believe that prophecy is for today. There are some people that prophesy all the time. For me personally, I grew up in a charismatic church, being introduced to the gifts of the Spirit and prophecy at a young age. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure about your background, but...
1: Yeah, likewise.
0: <laughs> I grew up witnessing all of the gifts. Oh, yeah. Church of God and Christ. Oh, okay. So you were probably like girls couldn't wear pants or something?
1: <laughs> yeah, no makeup. Only could wear black and blue suits to church.
0: Wow. So no girl looked good at your church then?
1: No, they were, they were jacked up. <laughs>
0: awesome
1: but you know what i thank god for restoration and the renaissance that took place
0: <laughs> praise him
1: you wouldn't be able to wear your hair and makeup like that right now if it wasn't for the changes in the kingdom <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you jesus for sephora that's all i gotta say that's right <laughs> <laughs> he makes all things new <laughs> so yeah i was raised witnessing you know and experiencing the gifts of the spirit at a young age what about you
1: yeah, we grew up, you know, speaking in tongues, being baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, all that kind of stuff. But one area of the charismatic movement that I grew up in that we did not tap into too much was prophecy. Interesting. You know, prophets were considered spooky. Prophets were kind of considered out of order. You know, even to this day, I'm really careful when somebody comes up to me and says, they're a prophet and they want to give me a prophetic word. Because I was taught growing up that, Everybody doesn't have the authority to speak over your life and speak into your life. And you got to be very careful about what people speak over you and how people speak concerning your life. And you got to be very careful about who says that they heard from God concerning your life. So it wasn't a thing that we couldn't receive it, but it was a thing that we were taught to have discernment to recognize whether or not somebody was an accurate prophet of God or somebody that was just operating out of self.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We need discernment now. That never goes away.
1: Yeah. Never. Never.
0: <laughs> Especially nowadays. I'm telling you, if you don't have discernment, I don't know how Christians are going to make it, but you know, that's a whole other topic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> discernment is key. You know, that's a whole nother podcast.
1: That's come on now. That's a whole other podcast right there.
0: <laughs> all right. You know, all throughout the Bible, prophecy has played a significant role in God's plan. Yes. And since we believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, you know, God moved in power through prophecy then, and He still does today. Yes. For me personally, you know, prophecy has been such a great source from God to give me hope for the future. It gives me insight, clarity, instruction, and it helps me to declare God's purpose and promises for my future. Prophecy is meant to be like a kiss from God. Because the purpose of prophecy is for edification, for comfort, and for exhortation. Prophecy not only strengthens us, but it's a powerful tool when ministering to others and reaching the lost. In 2 Peter: 121, you know the Bible tells us, "For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit." Prophecy is meant to give us revelation, confirmation, an edification. And there's a difference between flowing in the gift of prophecy and being an actual prophet. And we'll speak more about that later. Pastor Marcus, I know you've flown the gift of the prophetic. So what was one of the most memorable times that you either received a prophecy or delivered one yourself?
1: That is so easy I mean, there have been so many great ones And let me keep it clear When I travel about I never say, you know Call me Prophet Marcus Gill I don't go by that title I just flow in the gifts of the Spirit As he leads me, alright So I, don't, I never go People, when I go preach There's no expectation for Marcus Gill Oh, he's coming, to, he's coming to prophesy to people I don't roll like that Like, when I prophesy It's literally because the Lord Gave me that word in that moment And told me to just speak it and declare it My prophetic words Aren't always word of knowledge My prophetic words are always Concerned in the future Because word of knowledge isn't really prophecy. Word of knowledge is word of knowledge. You're able to dig into somebody's past and tell them something that they already know to confirm that you're hearing from God. And then you can speak into their future. God has gifted me to be able to speak into the future. My most memorable prophetic word was in New York. There was a young man. His mother attended my grandfather's church. And he was on video robbing a bank in the middle of the day. Whoa. He and his friends... Robbed a bank in New York in the middle of the day.
0: Oh, wow. They set it off.
1: (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Full blown cameras. The FBI, or whoever, SBI probably at that time, State Bureau of Investigation, went to his mother's house, tore the house up, looking for him, looking for the money. It was a big thing. Those three guys got caught and they went to jail in Albany, New York, and they were waiting trial. Bail was made. And so they were able to get out until their trial. He came to church that Sunday. And while I was preaching, I pointed at him and I said, God said, he's going to give you another chance. Though you were on video and though you've been caught, God says, I'm going to give you another chance to serve me. You will not go to jail for that bank robbery. Wow. The whole church is dead silent because they're like, bro. It was on the news. They're going to jail, Marcus. What are you doing? (laughs) Even my grandmother, who's probably the most anointed woman on on the planet to me, right? She looks at me and normally she gets to me. She's like, yeah, bro. And she's looking at me while I'm saying that in front of the whole church. And she's like, "Mm, mm, mm." (laughs) I said, God said, you're not going to jail because he's giving you another chance to get right with him. How about 30 days later, his charges were totally dropped?
0: wow. Come on. Won't he do it?
1: Totally dropped. And to this day, it's almost as if he never done that. It was dropped and wiped off his record. Now, unfortunately, he's not serving the Lord. That's not to say that he won't.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that planted a big seed. Something's going to happen.
1: Yeah, something's going to happen. Because even after I said it, I was like, oh God, that man, this dude is definitely going to jail. I don't know, Lord, would you? But 30 days later, charges were dropped. Charges were dropped. And that taught me that... Whenever a prophetic word makes sense to our flesh, it's probably not God. Because God is a God who never operates in our flesh. He only operates in the supernatural, and the supernatural never makes sense to our flesh.
0: Yeah, why would God download a message from heaven if it was something that we could imagine ourselves, right?
1: Right, right, right. You can't come up with it. It's bizarre. It's not going to make sense, but it's proof that it's God.
0: Right. We can't fathom it on our own. You know, it doesn't make sense sometimes. It's out of our comfort zone. It's proof that it's God. But that's an amazing story about that bank robber. Sure,
1: sure. And he didn't even bring me any of the money after I gave him the prophetic word. <laughs> <laughs> so you really know I was hearing from God. It was all about his soul and not that cash.
0: <laughs> you were like, you could at least slip something in the offering.
1: Right, man. I think, man, if you still had any. No, <laughs> just kidding.
0: But he wasn't surrendered to God, so he ain't doing that yet.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's been the greatest part of my life. I mean, to be able to really know that every time I do anything uh, under the anointing, it's always proven that it was God and not Marcus Gill. That's the greatest glory of my ministry.
0: Yeah, amen. That
1: people always testify, man, we know that was not Marcus. That was all God.
0: So true. You know, it's not about us. You know, we're just his vessel, right? He just uses us to be his mouthpiece. And that's what prophecy is. An added proof that it's just God and not us is that most times, you know, Someone delivering a prophecy doesn't even remember what they told you. You know, there's been times in my case that I kind of forget a word and I go back to the person and they actually cannot even remember what they told me.
1: remember it. Yep. Yep. Matter of fact, one of my armor bearers, we were flying back from Baltimore yesterday and uh, he said to me, he said, Pastor Marcus, here's the confirmation for that word you gave me a couple of weeks ago. And he said, you don't even remember, do you? I said, man, I, I have no clue. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember that. And it's because, you know, when God speaks to us and gives us a spiritual word, it's because he gave it to us for that moment. We're not supposed to hold on to it so that we can put it on our trophy case.
0: Amen. It keeps us humble and it gives him the glory at all times.
1: Yes. The only reason I remember this testimony is because I've been reminded of it. And I remember that one because I was like, oh God, this has to, <laughs> that was a big word.
0: <laughs> right. And if you didn't remember it, the whole church overheard it. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but because the person giving you your prophetic word will most likely forget it. It's important that you write it down or record it so you can go back and listen to it yourself. Yes. You know, the Bible tells us in first Corinthians 14 out of all the gifts of the Spirit, that we should eagerly desire the gift of prophecy above all. Why do you think there's such an emphasis on the gift of prophecy above, you know, healing, words of knowledge, and all the other amazing gifts of the Spirit?
1: And, you know, this is based on my personal relationship and my own revelation. I believe that he likes for us to count that above all because prophecy gives us the path. Mm. You know, the Bible says, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he's going to direct your path. Prophecy gives us insight concerning what's next. Right. A prophetic word is a word from God. And the word from God is only to prepare us for journey, to prepare us for what's next. It protects us for things that we cannot see. And it prepares us for things that are ahead. And so if we have the ability to hear from God hear from God, see from God, and then be able to declare what the Lord said, we're able to not only prepare ourselves, but we can prepare others for the coming of the Lord and prepare others for the manifestation of His plans.
0: That's so true, and I can testify to that personally. I know you don't know my testimony yet, but this is part of it. I've had some powerful encounters when it comes to prophecy, let me tell you. I have over 50 words. I mean, this is kind of crazy, but I have more than 50 prophetic words from coast to coast, from complete strangers.
1: Wow, 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 wow,
0: I mean, even if you were someone that doesn't believe that God even speaks today, doesn't believe in prophecy, you know, the gifts of the Spirit, or anything like that, there's no way that you could logically explain away all these words that I have been given, and there hasn't been not even one contradiction, not even one contradiction in all these words. Wow. I mean, I'm telling you, this is how crazy it gets. I've been invited to a random church from a person, a church I never heard of, I don't know anything about, but there's maybe a guest speaker. So they invite me to this church. I go there, a random girl that's like 19 years old with pink hair walks up to me and she confirms what God has already told me about my future. You know, she prophesies over me. And then a week later, I'll fly across the country to California to visit my family and there, somebody will invite me to another random church that I've never heard of to see a guest speaker or some event that's happening. And another person will come up to me and word for word, confirm exactly what the person across the country just told me. And that has happened at least four or five times now.
1: Isn't that something? <sighs> that's why.
0: Marcus, it's thick in this room right now. I'm just feeling the Holy Spirit's power right now, just telling you this. Wow. But really, it's been super crazy. I have it all journaled. I have it either recorded, voice recorded, written down. This is probably part of the reason why I love prophecy. You know, God speaks in so many different ways. But for some reason, you know, God has used prophecy to confirm my future to me more than any other way. I mean, I don't know anyone else that has over 50 words of prophecy and confirmation about the same exact topic. I'm talking over 50 words on the same subject matter. Over 50 people from all different ages, walks of life, backgrounds, nationalities, speaking to me on the same subject matter. I'm telling you, Marcus, I mean, coast to coast. And you know, when someone's really downloading a message directly from God to you, it's word for word. You know, it's not like they're summing it up or they're giving their own interpretation of it. It's a direct download from God.
1: Yep. 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 Yeah. Let's sum it up. I think it's this and I think it's that. No, it's exactly what the Lord said. And so God is a God who operates in priority. He operates in specifics. God never has to leave a bubble open because he's God. Everything he does is perfect. So there's no room for guessing. There's never any empty space and nothing missing, nothing broken. So whenever you receive a prophetic word, you know the accuracy of that word based on something that's already been on your heart. It will confirm what the Lord has already placed in your spirit, and it will always be in agreement with what God has already spoken to you.
0: Exactly. You know, when you're speaking to someone about their future, you don't want to get it wrong, you know, don't mess around, right? It has to be accurate. And that's what makes it powerful is that it's a direct download from God. You know, there are times when someone prophesying will maybe miss the mark. So what would you say to someone who has had this happen? And how does a believer confirm a word is from God for themselves?
1: And so this, that's one thing I tell people all the time. The best way to have clarity is to spend time in God's word personally. Amen. And be intentional about spending time in accurate prophetic atmospheres. That's good. Getting clarity from the Lord requires you to spend time in his word regularly, personally, and spending time in accurate prophetic atmospheres so that you're not hearing a prophetic word and you hear from a man or a woman of God that is sending you in the wrong direction fast. You are just running for your life. You're just going excited. You're shouting, you're jumping, and you're running so fast in the wrong direction because you got an inaccurate word. A false prophet has to be a true prophet 1st You know, a false prophet isn't defined by somebody who prophesies or says something's going to happen and it doesn't happen. That person is just not a prophet. Well. (laughs) But, uh, you know what I mean? But a, a false prophet has to be first a true prophet because that person actually does have the gift and anointing to prophesy, but they prophesy out of their flesh because they have their own personal agenda.
0: And sometimes, you know, their heart is right. Their intentions are right, but they're not speaking what God has to say. They're speaking from their own desires and their own imagination. And that can really mess somebody up.
1: Right, right, right. Or, you know, we want to say something that sounds good. Or you look out in the crowd and you see somebody that got on dingy clothes and you're like, oh, the Lord said he's getting ready to prosper you. And you find out that that person has on dingy clothes because they own the city's janitorial company that brings in five million dollars a year. But that just so happened to be the day where they had to work. That just happened to be the day the CEO decided to train some people himself. But because you saw his raggedy clothes, you thought he was poor. Right, right. You know what I mean? You can't go off your natural ability. You have to really hear from the Lord. And then there are times where the prophetic anointing is on my life. This is getting so good. I want to share this with you. There's even times where the, the prophetic anointing is for you not to prophesy or for you not to say something. The Lord is showing you the need to be quiet. You know, like I, I remember one time I was preaching in Richmond, Virginia. And um, before I preach, I always give away books. And I normally mess with people. I say, oh, if you're going to give away, if you're going to get this free book, you got to run down here and get this thing, man. Come on, run down. And everybody laughs. It's just a good moment, you know. <laughs> and I say, all right, you want a free book? You raise your hand. You got to come get it, though. And one Sunday, I was preaching at this mega church in Richmond, Virginia. And I seen this man at all. I said, who wants this book today? And everybody raised their hand. I picked this man that was way in the back. I said, sir, you way in the back. I said, this is your book. And for whatever reason, I just felt like the Holy Spirit said, don't tell that man to run up here and make a spectacle out of him. Don't do the fun thing, right? I said, you know what, sir? I said, God told me to come and just hand it to you. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to bring this book to you. When I got back there, Leah, the man didn't have legs. Wow. Now, how embarrassed would I have been if I would have done my same little, you know, kind of Pastor Marcus having fun. And I would have said, man, you got to run up here and get this book. And not knowing that that was his condition. That was God that kept me from doing the normal thing.
0: Sure was.
1: Because he knew. He seen something that I did not see. And he told me. It's like the Lord said, Marcus, you go back. That's why people have to realize it's not something. It's God. Something told me to do this. Something told me not to do that. No, it's really God. And that is prophetic. And I'm saying, man, I know I hear from the Lord. I know I heard from God because if it wasn't for God speaking to me saying, don't do the silly Pastor Marcus, run down here and get the book, that would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to preach after that. The church would have said, no, man, he didn't have legs. Or, then maybe what if his family would have been offended? What if that would have hurt his feelings? Right, right. You know, so even in that, the prophetic on somebody's life, people say sometimes, I knew something told me not to go down this street to go to work. For whatever reason, I went another way to work today. And then you find out there was a big pileup that you could have been in around that time because that's normally the time. You know what I mean? Even that's prophecy.
0: That's why it's so important that we as believers have discernment that we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You know, whether we give a word or receive a word, we need to have discernment. 1 John 4.1, you know, tells us to test the spirits, saying, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. For me personally, how I actually test the spirits is when I get a word, first of all, it confirms what God has already told me, you know, others have already told me, and it sits well with my spirit. I feel peace about it. I don't feel uneasy, you know, it's just complete peace, you know, and actually, physically, my body has head to toe chills when I get a word from God, where I feel the Holy Spirit's fire all over me. Wow. So it's really important, friends, when someone tries to speak into your life, saying it's from God, that you know that it's a direct download from heaven. It's from God, you know, because I can tell you, I know the difference. I remember when I was younger, I could share a story. You know, I was in my early 20s and I was dating this guy. We were both at my church and the prayer team was asking, you know, is there anybody that wants to come up? And we saw this girl that we knew. So we went up to her for prayer, and she spoke over us what she said was a word from God. She basically was saying that we were meant to be together and all these other things, you know, and it sounded at the time like it was coming from God. But I just didn't feel a peace about it, even though I was dating this guy and I was in a relationship with him, but I didn't get the confirmation from God that I now know I needed to have. I wasn't at the same place in my faith as I am now, so I didn't have that discernment and clarity and everything else. I also didn't have the close relationship with God and the sensitivity to clearly hear the Holy Spirit. But, you know, I'm so glad that I did not just run with that prophecy with that word because He was not the right guy for me. So it was very important that we have discernment, that we pray about it, that we have confirmation from God for ourself before we start believing and obeying just anything we hear. Like you were saying, Pastor Marcus, you know, the closer that we get to God, the more that we meditate on His Word, we'll be able to test the spirits and know what's of God and what's not. We know that God is not the God of confusion. What else would you say is necessary in order to get clarity?
1: Well, you know, like I said before, it has to be in agreement with what God has spoken to you before, and you will always feel the sweatlessness of God's favor. Mm. there's a sweatlessness in God's favor where like somebody says, Oh, the Lord said, take that job. And then you get that job and you are burnt out. You're miserable. Well, I don't think that that was God. Cause God doesn't put us in positions and situations to be burnt out and miserable. You get what I mean? Or the Lord said, that's your husband, but then you go home with him and he's beating you. Oh, so the Lord wants somebody to beat the crap out of me.
0: <laughs> that's the enemy. He speaks to
1: exactly. So you gotta, you gotta recognize, you know, when a word of the Lord comes and it's a sweatless transition from the receiving of that word to the manifestation of that word versus there being warfare. And there's trouble sometime that comes because the enemy doesn't want to see us blessed. But there's a level of warfare that we get through sweatlessly because of the peace of God and because we're in, perfect, in the perfect position to go through that warfare, to learn a lesson in that warfare. That'll prepare us for the next level in
0: life. Yeah, in my case, I mean, I can tell you that, you know, when God gives you a word or instruction, it might change your life. It won't be easy. For me, God had to strip me of everything that was familiar and comfortable in my life. He really stripped me of everything that mattered to me. But this has been a life changing process of God making all things new. You know, part of the reason why I believe that God has given me the same word over and over and over all these years because most people would have already quit. You know, I have people tell me all the time, Leah, I can never do what you're doing. And I said, well, you know, hopefully you would if God told you to do it. You know, He gives us the grace and endurance and perseverance that we need when we are in His perfect will.
1: I know, that's right.
0: Keeping it real, you know, most often when God gives you a prophetic word regarding your future, He will require you to partner with Him. You know, we can't just sit back and wait for God to use like a magic wand and make it happen you know a lot of times he's asking us to partner with him there's something that he wants us to do yes and in my case I think one of the reasons why he keeps confirming the same thing over and over is because it's been years and I can grow weary it gives me hope it helps me not to quit it helps me not to give up because he's told me you know I'm going to use you to display my wonders wow And by me partnering with God and being obedient to His prophetic promises and plan for my life, I always tell people two things are confirmation that you're in God's perfect will for your life. You will have peace and provision. Let me tell you, Marcus, favor follows radical obedience.
1: Wow, I like that. Wow. Can I steal that for you? (laughs) (laughs) I got to. And you know, this season of separation is nothing but preparation for elevation to a place that you've never dreamed of, but it's beyond your own dimension. Sometimes God will pull us into these positions and these places to prepare us for places that we're not going because too many distractions, you know, defeats clarity. So even in these times, you know, thank God. Like I thank God when I'm alone. I thank God when I'm by myself for a season like I, because I get to hear him.
0: Right. You know, God will remove it all just so you can spend time with Him. There's also a difference between being used in the prophetic versus having the office of a prophet. When you are prophetic, it's something you do. It's not who you are. But when you're a prophet, it's not something you do. It's something you are. And in order to have a ministry, you'll have a gift, you'll have a calling, And you'll have the anointing.
1: Yeah. Some are called to the office of a prophet and some just have the gift of prophecy. So the office of the prophet is more like Amos and the prophet Isaiah and those, Hosea, those that operated in that gift for the purpose of the people as a whole.
0: Yeah. The Bible speaks on that. in Amos 3, 7, for the Lord, God does nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants, the prophets first.
1: Yes. And then there are people who have the gift of prophecy where it is, it's for the operation for them personally. And even in the moment, whenever God gives him a word specific for a moment, for an individual. So the office of a prophet has a greater responsibility than somebody who just has the gift of prophecy. I think we all can tap into the gift of prophecy, but we are not all called to the office of a prophet. So you have to know your calling, you have to know your assignment.
0: Right. I also want to add, even though prophecy is amazing, it's encouraging, and it's a powerful gift, there's things that are more important than speaking prophetically. Remember, prophecy is a gift, meaning you can't earn it, and it doesn't mean you're more spiritual or mean that you have great character. There are people who have the gifts of the Spirit, but don't have the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So you want the gifts of the Spirit as well as the fruits of the Spirit, because some of the most gifted people have the worst character. (laughs) The fruit of the Spirit manifesting in your life is a sign that you're actually growing and maturing. Yes. I can give you an example of this. You know, I know for me personally, I've never really been patient by nature, but when I really surrendered my life to Christ and I asked for Him to change me and to make me like Him, I started to become more patient and more gentle. You know, I remember one time I was having lunch with my sisters who, you know, your family knows you your whole life, right? So they're the ones that, you know, they don't just let things go. So we were all having lunch and I was starting to share a story at the table. And one of my other sisters just cut me off. She interrupted me and she started sharing her own story. Well, the old me would have been bothered by that. You know, I maybe would have stepped in to say something in order to be heard. But I remember in that moment, even though I didn't like that she interrupted me and she took over the conversation, I stopped and I just had complete peace and just patience. And I just thought to myself, well, I'll finish my story then when she's done. And I'm telling you, even my sister stopped talking and looked at me like, wow, that's not like her to react that way. But it was because I was allowing God to refine me into His character and to His goodness so I could flourish with the fruits of the Spirit. So you can ask yourself, how do I know if I'm maturing? Well, the answer to that question is, are you becoming more patient, kinder, and gentle? Are you walking in joy and self-control and growing in love? Those are the signs that the Holy Spirit is working on you. But the Holy Spirit working through you is not a sign of maturity. So just because you're being used with the gifts of the Spirit doesn't mean that you have the fruits of the Spirit, but God wants us to have both. Because when you totally surrender all to God, He starts to work on your character so that you act like Jesus. Let me tell you, friends, there's nothing more attractive than someone that looks like Jesus and who is full of the fruits of the Spirit. Well, Pastor Marcus, this has been amazing. I mean, straight fire. (laughs) This message is like, wow.
1: But now let me ask you this. Can we do a part two of this? I know this, everybody who's listening right now, listen. Me and Leah are going to do another segment of this. I promise you. Because even in this, I can see some some kind of divine connection that she and I has. And I I was even having some visions and some things while we were talking on here. And so we're definitely going to get together and do this again.
0: <laughs> of course,
1: 100. 100%. We have to make this manifest again.
0: Well, how fitting that you would prophesy on our show about prophecy. <laughs> right. That's how it's done, folks. Yes. Well, Pastor Marcus, it's been so fun and amazing having you on today. Really, I had so much fun. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap up?
1: You know, let me say this before we wrap up. Hearing from God requires the intentional elimination of carnal distractions.
0: Yes. For
1: all of our, our listeners that are listening to this podcast, if you want to have better clarity to hear the voice of God, you try to increase the anointing to hear from God so that you can prophesy to yourself and even prophesy to others. Be intentional about eliminating carnal distractions because whenever there are things in our life that are not like God, We don't even realize it sometimes, but they're slowly pulling us further away from Him. And when we're further away from God, we can't hear clearly. So true. So stay close to God.
0: Yeah. You know, if the majority of your time is spent watching movies, you know, Netflix, listening to secular music. Right. And that's what's pouring into you. Then what's going to flow out is not going to be pure and unfiltered from God. You know, it's going to be mixed up with the flesh.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so that's the word I want to leave for this segment here until we connect again.
0: And for Pastor Marcus and I, you know, it's not our job to try to convince you about prophecy. That's the Holy Spirit's job. We're here to teach and inspire you. Well, I loved having you on, Pastor Marcus.
1: Hey, likewise. I loved, having, I loved being on here with you. I loved, I loved connecting with you. We got to do this again, all right? Thank you, Leah. It's wonderful.
0: Kindred spirits. You better
1: believe it. You better believe it.
0: Would you pray for everybody listening today?
1: Yes. Father, thank you for Leah, and thank you for this powerful podcast. Thank you for speaking to us and speaking through us. And God, I thank you for all the viewers. Thank you for every man and every woman that's connected to us and connected to Leah God. I pray right now that this message was a message that was a seed planted on good ground. God, I thank you for the harvest that's going to flow from this podcast. I thank you that you're opening ears to hear you, opening hearts to receive you, opening minds to understand you. And I thank you for the accuracy of your prophetic anointing that's been released on us, God, that we'll have the ability to hear from you, see what you show us, and then be able to execute out of obedience, God. The prophet Isaiah declared, if we be willing and obedient to your word and your instructions, we shall eat the good of the land. So, Father, I pray that every listener to this podcast, because we We know how to hear from you and and speak forth your word with boldness and with power with confidence and with assurance that it's you thank you that we're going to eat the good of the land thank you for protecting us and showing us the way thank you for speaking to us and allowing us the honor and the privilege to hear your voice and to operate under the anointing god we love you and we honor you we thank you and we appreciate you for clarity in this season in jesus name we pray amen amen and amen
0: (laughs) yes amen Friends, if you want to keep up with all that Pastor Marcus Gill is doing, his website is marcusgillinternational.org. Make sure to sign up to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. And be sure to subscribe to the Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon.